welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy! Flora! Let's, let's, let's. Tell me about your week. I'm inside an abandoned swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> this is where I live now. I rented out an abandoned swimming pool. And it is the most echoey place in existence, if anyone was wondering. So if you hear that echo, just think about fun times that you had at the YMCA, because that's where I live. It's a really weird place to live. <laughs> well, Is it cold whatever. there? <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Is it like a little drafty? There's no heat. Like, it's an abandoned YMCA, so I don't uh. have, like, lights. Like, I had to buy, like, a little generator to mm-hmm. run my computer. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm using a mobile hotspot for my phone. Oh, wow. Are we in The Walking Dead? Yeah. Actually, and the generator is, like, hand-powered. So if you hear some cranking earlier or later, it's me cranking my... <laughs> if you heard cranking earlier, it was me. <laughs> that was... Yeah, if you did hear it before, that was me, too. Hey, speaking of The Walking Dead, side story. One Kay. time, Flora and I were at a trivia night, and, like, one of the questions was something like, name the actress that played... What's her butt on The Walking Dead? Do you remember her name? The whoever her character was. No, I don't know. I she was like the blonde one from season one. Yes, yes. Who Andrea? I think that was her name. Yes. I was like, name the actress who played Andrea on The Walking Dead. And inexplicably, to a show that I don't really even watch, I was like, Lori Holden. Boom. <laughs> I like screamed out loud because <laughs> did I didn't like, know I didn't it then, know that. and I didn't, and I don't know it now, and you still know it, which is bizarre. <laughs> No, I don't know. I guess that was like the one fact I retained throughout my entire life that I will never forget. So, guys, if you're ever wondering, that's who it was. That's who that was. Lori Holton. <laughs> um, how is how's your week? It has been a mass delirium, in uh-huh. all honesty. I have been very ill, which is why I sound weird. Um, but I'm doing better. Good, good. But I also had just like a weird 36 hours in which... I don't remember much, so I'm a, little, I'm a little bit, a little bit sleepy. There was well, a lot of cold now. medicine involved. Yeah, and we're here and now, you're, and you're safe. I'm it's to be decided, but I'm here now. That's what matters. Come join me and in my pool. We'll have a pool party. <laughs> Great. There's no water. Oh, even better. Bring your swimsuit. <laughs> you know what? That says it perfectly because I'm wearing jeans, and nothing's worse than getting your <laughs> jeans wet. <laughs> Gross! Don't talk about wet jeans. Sorry. I promised I never would again. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that makes me feel. Anywho, something that will give you warm, fuzzy feelings this week is our animal of the week. <gasps> Flora oh. already knows, and she's been counting down All the days, the pa- okay. hours, minutes, and seconds until we get to talk about this. This is Flora's beast. fucking Christmas right here. Yep. Okay, and you know how every week we always say the patrons chose this one? They didn't. I didn't give them a choice because I'm <laughs> sick of their shit. <laughs> Guys, we tried to give the patrons, I think, like, three or four weeks of options to choose this, and they just didn't. They chose everything but this. And so Flora and I decided to revolt against our devoted fan base and choose it for them. And now you have to listen. You have to listen to this, and there's nothing you can do about it. But, like, what you guys got against bugs? What's wrong with bugs? Man, what you got against bugs? Bugs are great. Bugs are dope, and there's so many bugs. If you guys don't let us do bugs, the podcast will be over in, like, seven episodes. We're going to run out of animals. True. There's only two mammals, one fish, one amphibian, 
and three birds and 75 trillion bugs yep is that what you want is that what you want you want this to end fine (laughs) fine they're all screaming into the void a resounding yes (laughs) please we can't hear you (laughs) so it's pre-recorded all right so anyways if you hadn't guessed this week's episode is about an insect and in fact it's about the death's head hawk moth which is the most metal name for an animal i've ever heard in my entire life i have goosebumps i'm so excited i also have that that beloved children's book series by arl stein (laughs) (laughs) nice i didn't even yeah uh yeah there's supposed to be an october episode but guess what it's november bitches you thought you were safe because it's thanksgiving be thankful for bugs <laughs> yeah you thought you were safe because we got out of the spooky month you're wrong wrong you're never safe from us no we know we know we're inside your home and your ears and your head yeah and we're shoving slim jims down your throat <laughs> and we're letting moths into your home and earwigs if you go back and listen to earwig which actually yeah let us into your home let us into your heart let us into your hallmark that sounds like a hallmark um tagline let me into your home let me into your heart i'm the dishead hawk moth only at hallmark ding this holiday season (laughs) wow we really went on a tangent anyways sponsored by hallmark (laughs) yeah after our last episode we had an exclusive deal with hallmark (laughs) they heard us and they're like wow we can't resist can't pass this up once in a lifetime opportunity love them to bits Anywho, Death's Head Hawk Moth. It's an insect. God. And it's of the moth species. Shit. (laughs) So it's not a hawk. No. Contrary to popular belief, it is not a Mm. hawk. A hawk? Is that what you said? Mm Mm-hmm. I did. I almost said a hoth, which is nothing, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's still a lot of medicine flowing through these veins. (laughs) I was saying, your sick brain, maybe it is, but not Isn't Isn't a hoth, like, isn't that a planet in Star Wars? Ooh. I don't know. Nerds you, out there, let us know. You know I don't like those star things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't. I know you don't. But anyways, these guys are part of a family of moths, which are known as the Sphingidae, I believe is how you say them. That's the nice. family Sphingidae. And it's within the order Lepidoptera, which are yes. moths. Yes. Which I love. I love insect naming. I think we talked about this with Earwig, but like insect classification is just my jam. It's yeah. so cool. And I feel like I'm like... In a hip-hop opera. I love it. Well, anyway, I thought you said sphincter, but you didn't, huh? I didn't. I said sphingidae, which sounds a little dirtier, doesn't it? It's like a, I don't know, like a, if we were doing a musical about sphincters, I feel like that would be one of the, like, lines. A sphingidae. Oh, yeah. I can see it. See, well, you gotta add, like, jazz to it. This podcast is actually just the jumping off platform for our... <laughs> next creative interview. we're just spitballing a lot of ideas okay yeah throwing a lot at the wall uh the sphingidae <laughs> are the family of moths and it includes roughly 1450 species jesus christ on a yeah. christ cracker are you it's, joking it's a lot yeah it's a lot uh in fact uh these moths are found mostly in the tropics but the species can be found in every region and they are usually moderate to large in size Oh, so, yes. The Death's Mothra. Head Hawk Moth are, uh, yeah, pretty big. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mothra is actually part of this. Yes. They're in the, they're in the far end of the spectrum. They're in the large end. Um, but they're known for having rapid, sustained flying ability. So Ooh. pretty good at that rapid flight. The Death's Head Hawk Moth, in particular, 
is one of three distinct moth species moth species of the genus Acheronchia, I think is how you say it. <laughs> cool. Well, I don't know. This is always fun, isn't it? Trying mm-hmm, to pronounce words mm-hmm. that we are ill-suited to do. Acheronchia, yep. though, has the three species, Atropus, Styx, and Lachesis, I think is how you say them. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of a history lesson here really quick. I'm God, sure some yes. of you out there that love Greek mythology mm-hmm. had the word Styx jump out at you. And that's for yeah. good reason. The river! So, yeah, dude. The river Styx. So these moths have been known kind of all throughout history to just like bring, like be omens of bad news and bearers of death and stuff like that. Amazing. Which is, again, extremely metal. Also same. Yes. Also <laughs> very, very relatable. <laughs> so there are three um, species, their uh, second name in their, what is that? The name of their species? Anyways, whatever. I don't know. The second name. The second name is all, all related to their like, historical uh, connections to death and bad omens. Their second, their like nickname? What are you talking about? No, no, about? no. It's like the Acheronchia and then like the second name, like Atropus or Acheronchia Styx or Acheronchia. The genus? Like, the species? Is yes, like yes. Ge- thank you. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm having the hardest time. So the genus is Acheronchia. The species is the second name. Cool. Guys, please don't judge me. I never said I was a ha- uh, I was said a hoth expert. <laughs> Never said it. That's it's I true. Ne- you never said you were a hoth expert. I, I heard you the other that. day said you were a moth one, but you're not a hoth one. So <laughs> I like to cover all my bases. <laughs> Jesus, I Christ. am literally the largest idiot in existence. Um, <laughs> but anyways, those names have everything to do with death and with Greek mythology and with fate. So Amazing. Styx is the river Styx, which is, uh, as most people know, the like river of death in Hades. Mm-hmm. Atropus, I believe, is the hold on, was that? Is the member of the three fates who cuts um, oh, the thread of life? No you know, way! The three yeah. Yes. From Hercules. Yes, I know. I love that. <laughs> so I believe Atropus is the one that like. I'm trying to think if it was the one that like strings it out, the and then Lachesis is the one that cuts it. But anyways, mm. they're part of like those three. So they're all Amazing. part of a big part of Greek mythology, and they're all related to death in that way. Uh, and the reason being, people have long since um, attributed death and bad omens to this moth for a number of reasons. First mm. off, they've got a big old skull on the back of their body. Let's just get that out of the way. F- <laughs> they have a fucking human skull. They have a human skull on the back of their body. If you haven't seen what it looks like, go ahead and Google it because it's nuts. It's, it's a skull-like a mark on its thorax. Fucking and it's death's head. Yeah, Hawk. it pretty much Moth. looks like a human skull. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, here's, I found my note. Uh, so Lachesis is the one that's named for the fate that does measure the string of life, like the thread of okay. life. So I had it switched. And then Atropus is the one that cuts it. Okay. Wah, wah. Yeah, so, I mean, it relates back to this moth. Sure, mm-hmm, why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the moth uh, I it. did find a passage, though, that said that people have long since considered it a bad omen. And, in fact, in 1840, an entomologist named Moses Harris wrote in his journal that, quote-unquote, it is regarded not as the creation of a benevolent being, but the device of evil spirits, spirits enemies to man, conceived and fabricated in the dark, and the very shining of its eyes is thought to represent the fiery element whence it is supposed to have proceeded. Flying into their apartments in the evening at times, it extinguishes the light, foretelling war, pestilence, hunger, death to man and beast. Which, Shut like, 
up. I want that God on my damn. fucking like tombstone. When you look up like flora in the dictionary, I want that to be my description. Are you joking? I mean, it's kind of the exact opposite of what flora is, though, in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, but like me personified is right, right. that. Yeah, it's oh, literally the most intense dramatic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm like gonna Moses get this. Harris went for it. He did. He didn't. He didn't pull back at all. I feel like, like one of the moths like for killed it. his mom or something. He's got yeah. like a grudge. Yeah, he's got a personal vendetta here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's just not something you write down in your journal along with like your grocery list and like your right. to do list for the day. That's like it's years in the making. <laughs> Seriously, that guy was a uh, uh, he had upset. feelings. Yeah, but it's interesting because um, these guys don't really have like a bad reputation to live up to they just kind of look spooky and like have been a part of like spooky circumstances Mm. but i mean generally speaking they seem like they're pretty okay as far as like animals go they're not like the worst but they're not really the best (laughs) gotcha Uh, so the three species um two of or excuse me one of them is found primarily in europe and then um two are found mostly in asia the one that's usually found in Europe is the Acheronchia atropis, and then okay. the Styx and Lachesis ones are the Europeans. Okay. And all three species are pretty similar in size as well as coloration, and their life cycles are pretty much the same as well. One cool, unique thing about the moths is that they have a unique ability to emit a very loud chirp if they're irritated. <gasps> yeah, same. which again same. is like very, very relatable. Like if someone comes up and pokes me, I'm going to be like, hey, what up? <laughs> I'm going to make a very loud, irritated chirp. Uh Uh-huh. But it is interesting. A lot of times scientists, or for a long time, scientists were confused as to how they could really make that sound, because I guess it's pretty unique. Okay. And what they found was it's related to the way in which they feed. So most moths will suck up their, like, nectar from um, flowers and other plants and things like that with their proboscis. Mm-hmm. And nectar tends to be a very, like, thin kind of – well, not thin. It's not, like, super thin. But it tends to be a liquid that is, like, easily suited to, like, shoot up that tube, right? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> yes. like, that's what it's made for. Made for my tube. Whereas the hawk moths have been known to eat honey from honeybees, which is a Ooh. lot more thick and, like, sticky and stuff. And so yes. it's not as easily suited for, like, like, proboscis. They can still suck it up there, but, like, because of that, their proboscis had to evolve in such a way that they could successfully and quickly eat that food yeah. and scientists have discovered that because of that it also modified the ways in which that proboscis was formed and the way that it formed in their sort of head cavity and that has allowed them to make the sound that they make because it's like made room essentially in their head for them to like make this chirp jesus christ <laughs> they got big old mouths and they use them <laughs> apparently yeah it's amazing so what happens it's is like- they will <laughs> Yeah, they will inhale and expel air very, very quickly, and this vibrates the epipharynx, um, almost like an accordion would, and uh, that's what makes the loud, like, like, sound. It's crazy. I love it. Look it up. Actually, the first thing that I found when I searched this on Google was a video of, like, a man being like, death's head hawk moth screaming. <laughs> so I was like, nice, and I clicked Made for on it me. for sure. <laughs> I love that it's just like, hey, I want to eat this cool new food, and then it's like, I can talk now. <laughs> yeah. And now I have Uh-oh. the ability to communicate. Now I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yes, but it is considered a chirp, and okay. it says that this chirp takes about one-fifth of a second. Like, that's one cycle of the chirp, that in 
inhaling and expelling of air. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they do it over and over and over in quick succession. It makes a loud kind of rattling sound. Now, this is in direct contact or contrast to animals like cicadas that will rub either their wings yeah. or their limbs together and make that chirping sound. So they're, they're actually using their like mouths. Yeah, it's crazy. So he's literally just like screaming. <laughs> I love he that. He really is. Yeah, he's literally screaming because he's like, honey. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But they do this a lot of times when they're irritated, like I said. And in addition to that, it will be when they are potentially being attacked or stalked by a predator. So in addition to the loud chirping, they will also flip their wings out and make a big display. Mm. And underneath their wings, they have brightly colored kind of yellow, orangish areas. Yeah. And kind of like flip those out so that they look bigger and it's brightly colored. And it's the hope is to deter those predators from coming any closer. And a lot mm. of times it works. I mean, these are big animals. And yeah. if I saw a human skull screaming at me with, like, yeah. yellow exploding beneath it, I'd probably run away, too. Like, there's a skull on it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Even just the fact... I mean, I, okay, human skull, whatever. But, like, even if you were an animal that, like, wasn't afraid of humans or, like, didn't know what a human was, just the fact that you're, like have another person's skull on the back of your head is just like Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what it was stop that yeah no thanks i'm good thanks anyways though (laughs) and actually when i was looking this up a bbc article was talking about the squeak of the hawkhead moth Mm -hmm. and they describe it as a cute little squeaking noise and i was like that's Ah. generous and nice (laughs) could have been a lot meaner (laughs) yeah how nice of them it was really really nice of them so I guess a little bit more about them. To add to their spookiness, they are nocturnal. So they're only really out at night. Perfect. And the only time you really ever see them is in like light traps or if they're around like lights around your home and stuff like mm. that. Which if I walked outside and I saw this thing hanging out outside my light, I'd probably <gasps> freak the fuck out as well. Okay, hold the phone. I just Googled Death Head Hawk Moss Screaming and the first mm-hmm. video is... Death Head Hawk screaming winky face. And yes, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he makes a little chirp. Yeah, it's oh really cute. Oh my god, it sounds so cute. It is really cute. I know. Well, I think it's cute. I know He's you like think it's cute. He's like a little squeaky toy. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be much angrier sounding because like a cicada is like loud, but that's like, eee, no, eee. Pretty much. He's like, please don't. Ugh. Please don't. Thank you. <laughs> See, why are people afraid of bugs? Look at him. He's so cute. I don't know. He's really cute though. The Death's Head Hawk Moth, um, just like with all moths, starts off as a caterpillar. So we're oh, in like butterfly yeah. territory. And I think a lot of people forget that. They don't just pop out of the ground as like moths or pop out of God, the skull or whatever. God, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary. They start off as caterpillars and they're actually very large. They're pretty big as far as caterpillars go. And the caterpillars will, just like with all caterpillars, pupate underneath or in like different areas. And so hmm. for the hawk moth... What happens are their eggs are laid usually under old leaves of a host plant. And a lot of times these plants are things like potato plants, which I thought was really funny. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Just the leaves from them. And they will pupate underground anywhere between August to October. Now, this is a little bit tricky for the ones that live in Europe because although they can live in the UK, 
winters in the UK are pretty terrible, so it's unlikely that they survive there, but that's also kind of like their habitat, so it's sort of weird. But anyways, they are also known to um, hang out and eat once they grow up, or I'm sorry, once they're still caterpillars, they'll eat the leaves from the potato plant, but they'll also Mm -hmm. eat leaves from deadly nightshade, which doesn't help their, like, spooky factor if they're trying to convince people that they're, like, not as bad as they seem. (laughs) Not spooky. Like, hi, I love October. Also, I come out at night and I eat deadly nightshade and there's a skull on my back and I scream when you touch me. Yeah, yeah. And also me as a baby is really big and scary. (laughs) I'm a a big baby. (laughs) Whoops, sorry about it. (laughs) Uh, In addition, the larva can have a very prominent tail horn, which I know whenever I see a caterpillar. You know when you look at a caterpillar and it has like a little like, looks like a little blade off its butt? I fucking know. Really? You've never seen that on a caterpillar? I don't go looking at caterpillars, I guess. Okay, well, some caterpillars have a tail horn, and it basically just looks like a blade, like, shooting off its butthole. And it's, like, a form of defense sometimes. So. Wow. Well, I'm looking at it now, and I... Yeah. I don't like caterpillars anymore. They're gonna cut me. I mean, probably. Only if you get too close, man. Wow, they gotta do what they idea. gotta do. Ugh. Hmm. Caterpie. Anyways doesn't have one of those does he maybe when he evolves i don't know yeah weedle has that fucking horn on his head see that's what i thought anyways they can however bite and move their mandibles around if they're threatened so like just don't threaten them it's gonna chomp you yeah he'll bite you but it's when those caterpillars start to mature that they burrow underground and that's when they're hanging out between august and october and then Mm. when they emerge they're in their beautiful butterfly form of the death's head hawk moth (laughs) 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 want want something went wrong along the way (laughs) Ugh. emerges from so yeah it kind of looks like they're just being born from the ground then yeah, kind of like a zombie thing as well. Like I said, um, all these things aren't really doing them any favors as far as, like, trying to convince people that they're not spooky. I'm about to make it, like, my fucking... I'm going to get it tattooed on my forehead. I don't know. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. But the main thing is, when the guys... Or when the hawk moths are adults, like I said, they do feast on honey from honeybees right and this is actually pretty interesting because honeybees unlike a lot of other bees actually do have stingers most other bees do not but honeybees do and so the question was how are they able to get into their hives and eat their honey without being stung to death like that's crazy because a lot of times too other honeybees anytime there's an intruder will just like murder them so yeah obviously they're protecting their hide and actually random story i read a fictional novel about bees the other day it was all about this like one bee in this hive and like all the like weird stuff she went through and it was written from the perspective of a bee but obviously it was like personified anyway it was whack and it was crazy and there was like a bee war and i was like on the edge of my seat <laughs> reading about bees it was nuts reading a bug's Anywho. life uh, the graphic no. novel a bug's life <laughs> you don't read a bug's life laura you watch it <laughs> dunce <laughs> anywho Whatever. So the question was, how are they doing this? And what yeah. it, um, it was determined that they can actually move about in the beehives without being disturbed because they're releasing a pheromone um, that mimics the scent of the bees. I was going to say, because they look like a fucking bee. Do they look like a bee to they other got bees? A, they got a stripy <laughs> butt. Let me just... Okay, keep that in mind, and I'll tell you a little bit about how, like, how big they are. And maybe okay. your decision them. It's okay. so, like a fully grown Death's Head Hawk Moth. Its wingspan mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. anywhere between, like, three to six inches. Oh, yeah. That's how big the bees are here, for sure. So, 
like, maybe not. Maybe the bees don't think it's that. How can he even fit in their hive? He's, like, going to bust down the walls. He's a big boy. Yeah. I don't know. He just kind of, like, works his way in. Hit his head on the door frame on the way in and out. I know. It's like, oh, man, my head. Ow. Wow. So he just, like, farts out bee the whole time. Um, pretty much, yeah. But it's a perfect disguise because the bees are like, nah, whatever, that's a bee. That's and a bee they fart. Just carry on like eating their own honey and. If I know anything well, about bee farts, I know that that is a bee fart coming from that big <laughs> fucking bee over there. Hey Carol, do you smell that bee fart? <laughs> it smells a little off. And Carol's like, Jean, calm down. It's just a normal bee fart. And Carol's like, you're right. And then, and then while the hawk moth next to them is like, Lucifer, Jean, the whole time. Did the death head <laughs> hawk moth? <laughs> yeah, and Lucy, short for Lucifer, is sitting there, and she's like, "Yeah, it's just a bee fart." <laughs> <laughs> I love As she her. She shoves honey into her proboscis. Literally shoving it in her mouth. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of times they were wondering, like, scientists were like, is it like they're screaming that they're emitting? Do they emit like a different right. pulse? Like, what is it? But it turns out it was just, you know, the bee scent, which cool. is pretty cool. That yeah. is cool. And it makes up, or it makes sense, right? Because, like, insects' pheromones are huge for them, so. Obviously, they don't look at the fucking thing because the, otherwise it's like, oh, disguise busted. I opened my <laughs> eyeballs this time. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and you're an entire fucking mothra inside my home yeah insane it's pretty cool the atropus one which is the one endemic to europe is the mm-hmm. fastest moth in the world and it can reach speeds upwards of 30 miles per hour what the fuck <laughs> Yo, why i because i don't know to track down that quick. fucking honey like what <laughs> gotta get that honey oh <laughs> what he's gotta like chase down the train that's moving the honey like what the hell he's just getting that bread (laughs) oh my god 30 miles an hour yeah but they can use that rapid wing flight to hover a lot a lot of times like hummingbirds do while they're gathering all their food until they zip away jeez I mean, if you're, like, infiltrating a beehive, it might be a good idea to be able to get out of there pretty quick, right? That's true. That's true. So the main thing about the Death's Head Hawk Moth, apart from its spooky appearance and its, like, weird screaming and its, like, (laughs) crawling out of the ground after it pupates and just kind of everything about it that's, like, spooky and weird Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that it's very, very famous in media and literature in particular. Correct. There is a specific scene in Bram Stoker's Dracula where Dracula is sending these specific moths to Renfeld, which is, like, the the dude who's under his thrall, and he's, like, feeding them he's, these moths because he's Amazing. kind of a weird dude. I mean, he's Dracula. He does weird things, so. <laughs> it falls in line with the character. <laughs> Amazing. There, are, It's found in another other, number of other novels and poems. One guy, John Keats, one guy, John Keats. The, what an amazing way to remember that man. <laughs> this one dude. Just this one fucking rando. I think his name yes. is John Keats. John Keats wrote a poem called Ode to Melancholy, where he mentioned them, which is really funny. Nice. And then most famously, Thomas Harris's book, Silence of the Lambs, Woo-hoo! mentions the Deathhead Hawk Moth, particularly Woo-hoo! the Acherontia Styx, which is um, one of the ones that lives in Asia. And it's said that in this, um, the killer in the book places the pupae of the sticks in the victim's throats, which is gross and horrible. But honestly, that's a great movie. It's such a good movie. Well, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fucking 
Silas Land's DVD cover has fucking Jodie Foster with a mouth with a death head hawk moth on her mouth. I know it's famous. It's famous, and actually, it should be mentioned that in the movie adaptation, the filmmakers actually use the pupae of the Acheronchia atropis, which is the um, European one. God, did so they, they even try? Flip the script there a little bit. I know they didn't obviously go for. Ugh. Because yeah, at the end, there's like all those moths flying around that creepo's house, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, well, I mean, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Flora ruined it for you. It's Buffalo Bill all along. It was, hey, guys, it was Buffalo Bill who did the stuff with the moth. <laughs> it's Buffalo Bill. And then just to kind of keep adding to this horrible <laughs> freight train of misery. Perfect. In 1801, two large death's head hawk moths were found in the bedchamber of King George III during his second major incident of madness. <laughs> Bummer. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah and actually one of the moths was collected by the monarch's physician at the time and is still at the university of cambridge can i just say i'm so glad nobody counts my like episodes of <laughs> yeah, madness really don't keep track of them <laughs> like oh there's her 30th one of the year <laughs> jesus yeah wow maybe yeah, so someone hexed them that's what they think. They think that there was like a supernatural force involved because of how weird they are and just kind of the lore and how also big and spooky they are and right. whatever. Um, so unfortunately, they don't have like a very good history as far as like people talking about them goes. But I think they're really cool and they're really interesting. And that's pretty much all we know about them. I mean, they're pretty famous in popular culture, which is yeah, for sure. kind of fascinating to me because like... Most of the time when we don't know a lot about an animal, people don't really just know anything. They just, like, pretend they don't exist or live in ignorance. And so it's amazing that, like, I mean, we know some stuff and we figured out how they make their sound and how they mimic Mm -hmm. their, you know, undercover bee smell and stuff like that. But that's kind of it. Yeah. And then they're such a huge part of our, like, popular culture. Edgar Allan Poe had a short story called The Sphinx where he um, described a close encounter with a death's head sphinx moth, which is related. And he kind of, like underhandedly described it as the death's head hawk moth but Hmm. it's also a huge central role in a taiwanese horror film from 2015 called the tagalong um (gasps) it's part of a 1968 horror film the blood beast terror it's found in a lot of stuff it's in Hmm. like tons of different works of art and novels and poems like i said it's it's crazy tattooed on my face yeah yeah and in fact it's said that another uh, entomologist, a 19th century entomologist, Edward Newman, was talking about the mark on the thorax of the death's head hawk moth, and he wrote, However, let the cause of the noise be what it may, the effect it, it is to produce, well, sorry, the effect is to produce the most superstitious feelings among the uneducated, by whom it is always regarded with feelings of awe and terror. It's like, people <gasps> have been a- terrified of this thing for, like, centuries. Well, dumb this people, that's what he just said. Moth. That was some shade, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but, like, (laughs) still, most people have been. They've just been, like, terrified of it because I guess of how it looks and how big it is and what it does and stuff. But, like, in my opinion, there are way scarier animals out there. I mean, if I saw this flying at me, I would scream and run away. But, you know, we talked about the goblin shark. That's, in my opinion, way scarier. Yeah, like, this thing can't eat me or hurt me. All it can do is yell and, like, plant itself in my throat, you know? Like, invite in the Grim Reaper, (laughs) apparently. Right. Yeah, it's the harbinger of death for sure. But, like, what are you going to do? Once they arrive, it's not like you're going to tell them to go away or you're not home. Right. You might 
Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. too late at that point for sure. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, well, it's time. Time to wrap up what I was doing. <laughs> time to die. Um, I just read this thing that Buffalo Bill loves moths because just like the moth begins as a caterpillar and changes into something beautiful, he also wants to change into a woman with a sex change. And so Aww. that's why he, like, loves moths. Interesting. It's interesting that he chose this moth. But also, like, don't give a bad name to the LGBTQ community. Come on. I know. You don't have to kill any fucking buddy. God. Yeah, you can just do what you gotta do, and we'll all love and support you. Don't shove moths down people's throats, maybe. He also has, like, a mullet, so I don't know. He's got way more going on than that. That's <laughs> true. There's a lot to fix there. <laughs> a lot to be addressed. <laughs> so anyway, that's the Death's Head Hawk Moth. But I did want to talk about one more thing that was just amazing to me. Okay. And when I was looking... Through my research, I came across uh, something called National Moth Week. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it was on an article that I was reading about the Death's Head Hawk Moth. When National Moth Week is, it? is July 20th to July 28th. Oh my god. Yeah, so in 2019, on July 20th to July 28th, is National Moth Week. And in fact, if you go to nationalmothweek.org, Shut up. there is a day, hour, minute, and second countdown to National Moth Week. Shut up, I'm on there right now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And it says, National Moth Week celebrates the history, or excuse me, the beauty, life cycles, and habitats of moths. And then it says, quote unquote, mothers, which is spelled exactly like mothers, yes. <laughs> of all ages and abilities, are encouraged to learn about, observe, and document moths in their backyards, parks, and neighborhoods. Isn't that amazing? It's being held worldwide in the last wow. one week of July. These mothers, I want to be them. I want to join them. Mothers. You can register. Register what? <laughs> register just Oh, a public mothing event. Yeah, just like organize a whole community event around it. Okay, I'm just like in awe that they made mothing a verb. They went for it. It's also um, interesting because, like I said, mothers is literally mothers. <laughs> they reclaimed it. They made it their own. They, the, yeah. More power to them. It says you can make an event, like, mothing at night in backyards. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's pretty cool. And they said that they uh, are excited because they get to give everyone the unique opportunity to become a citizen scientist and contribute scientific data about moths. So they partner with a lot of biological data depositories, and the participants in National Moth Week can help map moth distribution and provide needed information on other life history aspects around the globe. Well, it's like bird watching, but for like weird fucking people. Fucking Terrence said in July 22nd that he saw a Jersey tiger moth at about 11.45 a.m. in my location next to Farthing Downs in Colesden. Terrence oh. Meredith, we know everything about you. We could fucking find you. <laughs> I know. That wasn't a very good idea, Terrence. Maybe withhold one thing. And his social is this. Okay, <laughs> this person. My name is this. Okay, one of the other comments is, I'm just a person. Can I try doing this myself? <gasps> A fucking moth. Okay, no, a fucking moth wrote that. I'm just a person. <laughs> Can I go mothing? Says the moth. Hey, where are the other moths gonna be? Jesus Christ. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, like, start your calendars, guys. Get the countdown going. Oh, we'll remind you. We're gonna have a whole moth week. Are you fucking joking, my ass? Mm-hmm. Get ready. July 20th. All moths, all week. Mothers assemble. <laughs> So anyways, TLDL on the Death's Head Hawk Moth. Hit me. These guys are the, from the order Lepidoptera, which includes moths, 
lots of moths, lots of moths <laughs> in that order. But they're in the family Sphingidae, and specifically they're in the genus Acheronchia. And so there mm. are three different species. One of them is found in Europe, two of them are found in Asia, but all three of them are really big and really loud and really cool. And they're all three named after um, significant, I guess, history of Greek mythology, significant moments of Greek mythology. Sure. I don't know. It's all to do with death. They have everything to do with death. That's what you need to know. Perfect. They have a very cool modified proboscis, which allows them to suck up honey because they infiltrate beehives and they suck up the honey and they fart out bee smell so the bees don't know they're there. <laughs> and then they eat their honey. But because their proboscis is differently shaped in order to eat that honey, they can also produce a loud chirping, screaming sound if they're irritated or being attacked or whatever. And they flap out their wings and they have like bright yellow underneath and they have a big old skull in the back of their head. So they look metal AF. And no one wants to mess with them. Don't. It's a really good strategy. On top of that, they can uh, fly, I almost said swim. They can fly (laughs) upwards of 30 miles an hour and they hover like a hummingbird does. But unfortunately, all the stuff that they do doesn't really help their credibility with not being spooky. One, they got a big skull on the back of their thorax. Two, they are only out at night. They're nocturnal. Three, they plant their larvae in the ground, the caterpillars pupae in the ground, and so the moths crawl out of the ground. And then four, they're littered throughout history with people being terrified of them. So they're okay. all throughout our, like, media and culture. I want all the filmmakers listening right now to make this film. Okay, just picture this. Listen and learn and imagine. Then okay. get loves. <laughs> so it's nighttime and you just left your home and you're going to get in the car because you're going to Taco Bell because it's late at night and you have a hankering. Mm-hmm. As you're walking to the car, a fucking moth crawls out of the ground and like flies at you. So you hop in your car and you start driving, but it's like keeping pace with you outside your driver's side window. And then you notice it has a fucking skull on its back. And so you drive faster and faster and faster and you're going 30 miles an hour and it's like keeping pace with you and then you slam into a fucking guardrail and your head gets chopped off and then the hawk moth flies away and he just cut your little string because he was that guy that cuts the string (gasps) oh that's so good i want i want someone to make that (laughs) that's like a short story prompt yeah because, like, you were so worried about the moth that you didn't realize that you just, like, ran your car into a guardrail at 30 miles an hour. And then your head just fucking explodes. <laughs> all right, you write that one, and I'll write it from the perspective of the moth. Yes! Just watching all this and is like, oh, no, another unfortunate situation. <laughs> so They're never going to believe it wasn't me. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to chase the honey truck, man. I'm not following you. <laughs> man, no, get out of the way. <laughs> God. This isn't helping our reputation. And scene. So good. I love it. I can't wait for the movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. Netflix, get on it. Give me that miniseries. Netflix. Sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. Can you sponsor us for once, please? Do you Everything hear, we do for you. <laughs> do you hear all the things that we're making and, like, creating? I know. That thing basically wrote itself. Give me your money. Give us your money. Anyways, thank you everyone for joining us this week. We hope you learned some spooky facts about our favorite insect friend. Woo! Yay! If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to check out all of our social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know. What else? Patreon. Patreon. That's a good one. And if you're interested in becoming a patron, sign up. 
It's easy, and you get special, extra bonus content from us each week, in addition to a bonus episode every month. It's a win-win all around. Winning, winning, and no winning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please um, tell all your friends and family and your best friend. And, and your grandma. <laughs> and your grandma and your worst friend. Tell your worst friend as well. And your best enemy and your worst enemy about our show. And tell them to listen to it, regardless of their relationship to you. Because mm. that's how we get the word out. We're found mm-hmm. on every podcasting platform. And if you feel like rating and reviewing us, we'd love that. But only if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll hate it. Thanks. Otherwise, we'll appreciate it, but also not like it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Next week, Flora will be presenting her animal of choice. I forgot your name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> cool. I need to go to bed. I'm so ill. <laughs> this big dick bag over here. I'm just chopped liver. I don't even have a name. That's fine. Next week, chopped liver will present her animal of choice. <laughs> If you guys like this, great. If you didn't, then I don't give a flip. Hey, are See we gonna, you on the flip. <laughs> wait, are we going to give something away? Yeah, we were. I was getting there. We were oh. going to give our last <laughs> giveaway away. Stole your thunder. You did. You took it away This from isn't me. our last giveaway. This is our second giveaway. No, this is our third giveaway, you fool. Are you shitting me? Where was I? I don't know. It's <laughs> a great question. Who did I record with? I don't fucking know. It must have been old old dick bag chopped liver. <laughs> it was sure. it was Dora. <laughs> Your horrible twin sister. <laughs> Dora. Awful. I hate her. Yeah, it's time for our third and final giveaway, our ten thousand download giveaway. You guys are the best. We have been agonizing over this. No, I'm just kidding. We haven't. We love you guys. But we're ready to announce our third winner. So yeah. okay, let's get the show on the road. Let me give you a number. Give me a number. Your number is, is 26. 26? Yeah, that's what I fucking okay. said. Well, I don't know. You sort of sang it out. I couldn't. <laughs> okay, 26. Let me look here. Hold on. Who's it going to be? Our special winner is Connor Davies. Connor Davies? Didn't he? Didn't we just answer him in a Q and D? I don't know. That name sounds so familiar. Damn. Isn't well, there a the Harry Potter song called Connor Davies? A Harry Potter song? I don't yeah. think so. Okay, <laughs> the um, Harry and the Potters. Isn't that a band? I think so, but I don't think there's a song called Connor Davies. Y'all, I'm gonna gonna mm, find it. If there is, then this has been the most fateful encounter with Connor Davies that he's probably had in his entire life. We answered his Q&D, he won the giveaway, and he's a Harry Potter song. The fates were in your favor, my dude. Is there a person from Harry Potter called Connor Davies? No. All right. Get back Get back to me. <laughs> I won't. I will never. <laughs> hey, good job, Connor. We will send you an email with the information on how to collect your prize. Thank you, everyone, that participated in our giveaway. We're really excited about giving stuff like out, like this out, and we're really excited to do it again in the future. So please stay tuned. We'll have lots more giveaways in the future. And, yeah, I think that's about it. Flora, you got anything? I have nothing. But one, I'm going to listen to the entire discography of Harry and the Potters and find where they talk about Connor Davies. There's something. There's something. That's all I have to say. Good night and goodbye. Farewell.
Okay, well, I'm going to end this before it gets worse. Be first. Smell you guys later. Be fart.